Hello, guys. Um, today we're going to be talking about me and Maya's tips on eleventh um, grade. Um, we wanted to make a sort of shortened guide that we thought would help would have helped us last year when we were going into eleventh grade. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and we don't know if they're gonna be nicer to tenth graders. You know. Because I feel like we laugh about this a lot of the time, but I feel like our grade just gets looked past many <laughs> times. We're that middle child that everybody doesn't really care about. So, you know. So here you um, go. Little child. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is from, this is kind of our experience. And do keep in mind that it may vary because we did have 11th grade practically the entire year online. Or at least that whole back and forth thing, which was exhausting. So, you know, take some things with a grain of salt, but yeah. I still think these apply quite well. Exactly. During the IV, um, you probably already know, but you get to choose your six subjects, which I think is the most crucial thing. And we've had a lot sort of, when we were choosing and selecting what we want, of course, you go with what you're interested in, but there's a lot of sort of pressures from what your parents want or what if you're applying to the UK or certain um, areas in university that require certain subjects. There's also the pressure of that or the pressure of sort of over-challenging yourself just to sort of gain approval from others. So there's so much sort of pressure back and forth when choosing subjects. And I think that it's something that you really need to consider and take seriously because it can either make or break your final score, your overall IB experience helped me the most. And I think you too, Mithi, was um, our Romanian teacher sort of sat us down while we were making our selections. And she just said, the point of this is like, you should be aiming to make this as manageable for yourself as possible. And if that means sort of um, sacrificing certain subjects that you'd love to take, but you know, I are, are either like completely not your strength or are over sort of stacking with other very demanding subjects, then it means that you should cut a few of them out because your ultimate goal should be balanced and sort of not overworking yourself because you are already going to be extremely overworked. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what our Romanian teacher said kind of contradicts what a lot of, you know, Mr. White might say or other teachers, um, which is they're going to push you to pick the subjects that you like the most. And I agree with that, but do keep in mind that you have six subjects plus TOK, plus extended essay, plus CAST, and it does pile up. It really, really does. Picking wisely is is really what you want to be aiming for, and sacrifice is something that you will have to deal with. Also, what I want to talk about is don't be afraid to change your subject. Yes, yes. People have changed... uh, towards the end of the year people have changed it towards the beginning some in the middle don't be ashamed to to change your subject beneficial for you or you realize the subject really isn't what i wanted it to be and i'd like to go into something different if anything 
please, please keep that in mind. And I think、uh, one of the smartest things to do, maybe, if you're not sure about. I know a lot, of, a lot of people just have different strengths and different ways of taking tests, either whether it's essays or just you know, piling knowledge on a paper. A lot of people have different ways and areas in which they succeed. And I see it in my classes and I've experienced it. I have classes where, content wise, I don't memorize every single statistic and a tiny grain of get stubbins just because my strength is essay writing. Where else somebody who knows every single detail about every single historian for me in history class, but、um, their strength does not lie or they don't like writing essays about it, they would get a lower score just because that's not the type of test that they have a strength in, if that makes sense. So also look at how you will be assessed because that's very important. Yeah, 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 yeah. We were talking about this actually,、um, and how the IB grades you because those really save you time, and that's how you know how to answer those questions to get maximum points. Because it's a lot of the time, it's not really about how much knowledge you know, it's just the way that you're supposed to answer those questions. That's what they're looking for. I think before going into examinations and all that fun stuff,、uh, we should go through each of our、um, process of choosing your subjects, why you chose them, and Um, if you switched or if you had any like, specific challenges to your subject. Yeah, yeah, I think that's good. I think that's good. Do you want to start?、Oh, yeah. So, my subject choice is my parents personally did not、really、put any pressure or anything on me.、Um, really, the only pressure that I felt was what universities might require. And also looking at what my friends were choosing and their opinions on different courses. For me personally, I'm applying to the UK mostly. and It's very important what、um, subject combination I choose. So、mm-hmm. um, I knew that, well, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do in uni at the start. I knew that I wanted a literature type path. So I started with English literature and then Romanian literature. So those two were very strong choices from the start. And when I was about to choose math AI, I sort of let myself get、um, AA, even though I wasn't fully set. On the course, just because math is not my strong suit, and I was not fully prepared to give a lot of time to math, but I chose the sort of more demanding one, anyways, just because a lot of my friends were choosing it and they were sort of looking down upon the other math choice. I didn't want to be the one to take the bad math, even though there's no such thing, it's just different fits for different people. But that's why I chose math AA.、Mm-hmm. I later regretted it. So, at the beginning of the year, my HLs were lit history and art, and my SLs were Romanian、um, math and ESS. And as the year went on, my first switch was from math AA to math AI because I found myself allocating so much time to an SL subject and not getting the results that I wanted. So, the move was more strategic, really. I knew I could gain okay scores if I stayed in math AA and kept working as hard as I was, but I just didn't see. A benefit in allocating so much time and taking away from two very demanding subjects that I had in HL, my history, and my art. So I switched to math AI, and then later in the year, I switched my art to SL because in COVID times, art was very, very uncertain. Maybe you would also know. <laughs> and,、um, I did not want such an uncertain subject to be in my HLs just because the university that I'm looking at put a lot of emphasis on your HL grades. So, I did put art SL and take Romanian HL. So, those are my switches, my subjects. And I think they're pretty balanced now. Truly, the very much time consuming ones are history and art, which I was expecting from the start. And、um, ESS, 
was quite time consuming just because there's so much content, but it's not very um, difficult. So that sort of balanced it out. But I'm pretty happy with my choices other than COVID sort of taking away from my art class. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so my choices were Art HL, uh, English Lang and Lit HL, uh, Design Technology HL, and then my SLs were Romanian, Math, um, AA, and um, Economics. Um, I kind of had a similar story to you in terms of math, especially. I also I joined the same math class as you in the beginning of the years because I liked the course more. Um, I liked how all of the topics were a lot more balanced in terms of how much time we were spending on content. And because I'm not very big on statistics or functions and everything like that, I thought having um, geometry and trigonometry, which I like a lot more, be equal with all of the other ones. So if any anything happens in functions or whatever, I can sort of balance out my grade. But as you said, it was it was a lot of time. The, the course was moving really, really fast for me. And I took it SL as well. So as you said, I sort of, I took a, a, a step back and I was like, this makes no sense. I'm spending more time on math than I am for art. So I changed as well. Um, other than that, I changed in the beginning of the year very, very early on. For English, I took Lang and Lit. And for some reason, I heard that it was a better option by universities. Not that I really cared about that in general. I really don't know why I chose Langlet, but bad choice. Really didn't fit with the teacher or the curriculum. We weren't really reading books, which is what I wanted to do anyway. So I changed to Lit. Greatest decision ever, apart from my math one. Um, and then for economics, um, I at the beginning of the year, psychology became an option and they brought in a teacher and I really thought that was better for me than economics. I'm not a very big fan of economics. Truly, I was taking economics because everybody else was taking economics. It's a classic, you know, humanities. It does no wrong, right? You can apply it to everything in life, but i rather do something that I enjoy than economics. So I just chose psychology. Um... I did this pretty early on, so I didn't really experience a lot of issues with content, you know, being too overpowering or anything like that. Um, and I think at the end of the day, it was a lot more balanced out for me in terms of how much time I was allocating to my different subjects. Definitely. And we've had a friend switch from chem to ESS like halfway through the year, I think after our winter exams. And that was quite challenging for her to catch up with, but not impossible. I mean, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, again, time consuming time is the most precious thing you have, just because mm-hmm. especially the last term of school, really, the second semester was very challenging just because things started picking up again after COVID. And we were never really cut that much slack, especially this last second semester. We weren't cut mm-hmm. at all. I had we had IAs due, TOK essays due, TOK presentations due. And, and term exams all just right after being online for months and months. And it was a lot. And I found that managing your time, and I know everybody says it, and I suck at it. I think we both are pretty bad at it. Yeah. If but, you can work on that, that's like the main thing that I would say, just time management or 
find something that works for you because it's a lot. It's going to be a lot and it's going to be tiring. My biggest tip um, is doing something every day, whatever it is. If it's like just a reflection for Cass and that's it, that's fine. But it'll really help you in the long term. So I know we're going to have a separate episode on exams, studying, mm-hmm. leading up to experiences and everything but um just wanted to reiterate the importance of reading over the syllabus of your courses that's like when you're choosing the course throughout the year because your exams are going to be straight pulled from your syllabus and you can ask your teacher for it they might even just give it to you um nothing extra nothing less than what's on your syllabus and a lot of times i get especially for my history course just because there's so much content uh, when i get overwhelmed you have to I constantly look back at my syllabus, and that's similar to also knowing your rubric, what exactly what they expect, the command terms that they expect you to understand and to use. Everything goes back to that rubric because in the end, your examinator is not your teacher. It's not somebody that knows your writing style or your work ethic or how active you are in class. It's a stranger who marks hundreds of papers every day and who has that strict criteria to refer back to because they can't, you know, overgrade you or undergrade you. I don't know if that's a word. Because they will get in trouble. They'll get red flagged as an examinator. So please work with that criteria. It took, I know it took both of us quite a bit to understand that this, like, you, you doesn't really allow that much room for individuality when it comes to completing the exam tasks and tests that they want from you. <laughs> you need to do exactly what they require in order to reach those top marks. And I know I've had teachers tell me amazing stories about students who wrote emails to philosophers and got them to quote, to leave a quote in their like TOK essay or that wrote five pages on their history paper three and had quote, uh, like fact on fact on fact and still didn't do good just because they didn't do what the criteria wanted them to do. And they didn't really get those small nuances. So please refer back to your criteria, refer back to your syllabus, do exactly what they want from you. Don't try to sort of find little loopholes and like do completely different stuff just because it's not the time for that. Honestly, please just do the requirements for the mark band that you want to reach and you will be fine. Yeah. Honestly, that that's the biggest difference between MIP and NDP. And I think that's the biggest shock. And for us, also having to go through that during COVID was so much more complicated. It's not easy. The contents, nothing about it is easy, but the way to get to that seven is very much clearly shown to you. Exactly. And it's also depending on the teacher and how much they like spend time with you understanding. But I know for a lot of my teachers, we would spend lessons just looking over the criteria, highlighting words. You want to get to a point where you know it's so good that you're using words from the criteria so the examiner can literally see the word and be like, okay, check. Like, you're already in the next box. And, and that's exactly how they do it. They they scan and they look for the words and they just go check, check. Okay, this kid knows what they're saying. Exactly, exactly. Because after grading so many papers, you're literally just looking for the checklist within your essay. And to you, it's amazing, an amazing essay that you crafted in like an hour and a half or two for them, it's one of many papers that they just need to match to like a grade boundary and move on to the next. Next, we want to touch on IAs. <laughs> um, personally, I've done two, 
I've start. I finished one. We both finished one. You finished your psych. I started mm-hmm. my ES, and technically, we. I'm done with art, the comparative study. So, math. I. <laughs> oh my god. It's a journey. For oh, all I, of I think we lost ten years of our life during that thing. The most I, important thing to remember is they are not gonna tell you anything. I don't know. Maybe they are for. They didn't tell us for a grade. Is what I'm no. trying to say. No instructions were clear at all. We received a folder. And I'm not, I think this is the way it's done. I'm not bashing mm-hmm. on my journey. I love my teacher, but I just think this is the way they do it <laughs> because yeah. this, everybody has the same experience. Receive a folder on Google Drive with past examples, the criteria, and I think like examinators' comments on different turned in IAs provided by the IB. Yeah. And yeah you figure it out you get one deadline um we got one deadline where you sort of turn in a rough idea of your topic it gets approved or not um and then you have your first draft which is a very very strict deadline so please don't go in being like i'll just ask for an extension because you most likely won't unless you're lithy <laughs> listen i but okay, if I'll I'll, t- I'll tell them about my yeah. my IA story later. Continue. <laughs> there's one thing I'll say for this IA: please have a draft. Please just just turn in a good full top to bottom bibliography, um, like appendix, everything draft. Just turn that in. Just push yourself because after you turn in that draft, for us at least, we went straight into exams. We went straight into like health sorry can i i don't know um, yeah you can say hell that's not a swear word god damn it that's my <laughs> we went like hell week hell like three weeks and had no time to do it or barely had time to tweak sort of last minute changes and turn it in so please turn in a draft i know it's confusing try to like look online for ideas and stuff it's hard i didn't even know what i was supposed to do but turning in that draft was the best thing i could have done yeah be like Maya, don't be like me. No. <laughs> Please don't be like me. So, okay. I am going to do a little FYI here and say that for me, quarantine hit me harder than I could have ever imagined. I I was not okay. Um, and I quite, I fell a lot in terms of math. And for the AI, although they did give us, I'm going to say... They weren't clear with the instructions, but I feel like they were very generous in terms of time. Yes. We did have a lot of time to do this. Um, truly, I think that was beneficial. Um, I didn't turn in a draft because of mental health and other things. Also because I genuinely didn't think it was that big of a deal. I thought... I, honestly, I was used to MYP drafts where, you know, you have a first draft and then you have a final. And if you don't submit a first draft, it's not the biggest deal in the world. It's more of an optional thing. That's what I thought this was, but it's not because that draft is taken, um, it is sent out and is cataloged. And then if you don't submit a final, that is what is sent out because every student needs to be, needs to send out something. Now, um, please, 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 as Maya said, work on that draft. 
and submit something, anything. Because then you have to be like me and during exam week, work on your IA instead of studying. And then you have issues with your exams and whatever. And And then your IA maybe suffers and your exams suffer and it's a whole thing. Any draft is very important in DP. Everything is taken in, into account. What else do we want to say? Oh, for my psychology IA, just to show you how big of a difference there is between subjects. So for math, the instructions weren't very clear, and I think that's why I also uh, procrastinated in starting it. But for uh, psychology... Uh, my teacher actually stopped teaching us and was like, okay, we're working on IAs. And for a few weeks, that's all we did in class. And that allowed us to have mini drafts of our introductions or, you know, all of that. So that when we submit our final, we've already had multiple drafts. We know exactly what to tweak. We know exactly, you know, what our expectations are. And the time taken to do that IA was a lot shorter Everything was clear and I felt more confident uh, trying to do it because it wasn't such a brand new idea. But I'm going to say the negative in terms of that is because our curriculum was no longer taught, we did have to cram a little bit towards the end of, uh, of the year when we had exams. So it's never going to be perfect. Yeah, art was completely different too. We continued working our pieces. I'm looking at the comparative study as an IA. Yeah, IA, just because it's also 20% of our grade. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So for art, we just continued doing what we were doing every day, except we had deadlines constantly for each sort of section of the the IA. And those were assessed sort of at the same time as other things. And we were expected to work on it at home, not in class. And they were also graded, which added a lot more pressure. The thing, granted, I got things done and it pushed me and I was able to finish my IA, basically a pretty solid draft of it um, by the end of this year. And it's a pretty big piece of work, but it sort of was stressful just because we were graded on it. We were, and normally you're not graded on your IA draft unless you don't turn anything else in after, but we were graded on it throughout the process and it was quite stressful just because it was completely treated like a summative thing, even though, you know, it was the first time we were doing it. We've never done anything like that. And um, it would have helped for it to be a bit, for there to be a bit more room for lineage and a bit less strict, but you know, that also helped us get things done. So it just goes to show every teacher has a different approach to it and it might fit you, it might not, but um, yeah, just do try to get it done. 100%. Anything you can do in 11th grade, do it, because 12th grade is really just going to be you studying. That's all you're going to be doing. On a, That's exactly. all you should be doing. But yeah, art is... If you're in the art program, we know, you know exactly what we're talking about. It's really, you know, the IB program and then this tag program. This is something that you really need to take into account. Yeah, definitely. Um, in terms of TOK, I had really high expectations. I don't know about you, Maya. I had really high expectations. I was going to be like, oh, this is going to be so fun. It's just going to be us baiting on different topics. And it's just going to be a little bit like a big conversation. I don't know if it's because we're a teacher or because of 
COVID because it's very hard to do TOK online because nobody talks because we're all tired and depressed or whatever, anxiety, anything. So I don't know. I don't want to, you know, kill anybody's joy, but it's not that fun, <laughs> honestly. And again, not, neither of us had Mr. Edwards and I know he's he's quite a character and I know he I think he makes the okay a lot more fun um, but don't go into it too excited don't expect anything crazy you still have a curriculum you're still gonna get a textbook on it it's still very basic honestly and the essays and the exhibition yeah, yeah those exhibitions it's very much bullet pointed and you have to just hit those bullet points it's nothing don't think it's creative because it's really not <laughs> good positive start no, no I, our year and i think the year before us or the class of 2020 no they our year was the first year that's doing exhibitions i'm pretty sure so the curriculum mm-hmm. was changed a bit and there's a lot of factors but it was just sort of what we thought it was or not as yeah free exactly as- open to discussion as we thought it was the TOK essay was quite stressful just because we were taught told that this was our only and single grade for the year but that was changed again there was no grade allocated to or to the TOK essay so that kind of helped sort of relieve some of the pressure but um it's fine like it's nothing wow it's a class another stress like it's yeah it's just another cherry on top Honestly, and, that's that's what it is. Yeah. Do your stuff. Even though you don't love it, you're not going to like everything you do. I'm sorry to rain on your parade. Um, it's a plus that you get to choose your subjects. a plus that you're doing spe- mostly specifically what you're interested in. And it's fun and it's cool. But certain assessments and points that you have to hit are not the funnest. But they just have to be done. So. And take TOK during 11th grade as a learning experience. So that when you come back to in, in to 12th grade, when you come back to school, sorry, and you're in 12th grade, you already know exactly what you need to do and you're going to be able to be more. more prepared. And maybe talk to a, uh, one of your classmates that is in a different class with a different teacher and see what they got and maybe use those resources. Yeah, because exactly. they're graded the same, but some teachers give different resources. And this applies to any subject, really. Just go to a different teacher. Use, use all the... A- Exactly. Yeah. Use as many resources as possible. Don't be scared to go to a different teacher or ask. It's sort of an outline of what to expect for 11th grade. Truly, mm-hmm. like, to wrap up the biggest pieces of advice, from I think, for what we both agree is time management. Fully grasping and understanding the expectations and what is wanted and needed from you. And make sure to meet those first before trying to add anything or take away anything. And then just sort of don't freak out. It's truly, you know, it's not designed for you to fail. It's quite hard to fail TOK and the extended essay from what I've been told by teachers. Yeah, um, you really, fall. really have to do nothing to and fail. Don't, yeah. Don't. And I know we didn't mention CAS, but we're going to have a whole different episode right. on that, I think, because it's just such a big exactly. topic, sorry. And it takes a lot of um, CAS to do it. And study tips are all <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Um, and I think we'll cover the joys and amazingness of exams. And mm. read- exams. Yes. And Mr. Young in a different different <laughs> one. Mr. Young. Yes. Oh, so, yeah. Okay. Thank you for- well, 
Yeah, thanks for listening. Um, any questions, reach out. Both of us, right. I think, are willing to help. <laughs> and good luck. You'll need it. <laughs> <laughs> You'll need it.